Hey little flowers and welcome back to Love from Lexia. You're listening to episode 2. This is super exciting. It's going to take a lot of motivation and strength to keep up with this to be honest. At first I was really worried because I completely forgot that people from my school would most likely hear this, which really freaked me out. But the current feedback has been very supportive. On the topic of school, let's discuss friendships and what causes a friendship to end. Ever since I was in primary school, I always struggled with making friends. I moved around a lot when I was younger, which I feel definitely put a damper on my social skills. It probably didn't help that I was constantly told that I was the whitest black girl my so-called friends had ever met. That's another thing that I really struggled with when I was younger. I always felt as if I was, I acted too white for the black girls and acted too black for the white girls. Which is probably why most of my friends when I was in primary school were boys. I know this is going to make me sound like a pick-me girl, but they were just easier to handle. Like, there was no judgement. There were no fights, no arguments, no nothing. It was just like, oh, you've done something wrong. Say sorry and get over it. Which is it's a pretty good way to live now that I think about it. But, anyway. Once I got into secondary school, I only moved once. So I stayed in my... I, started year 7 in that secondary school and finished year 11 in that secondary school. I had a nice group of friends, a nice, you know, four of us, four of us girls in year 7. And um, it, it was okay to be honest because I had one friend from the last primary school that I went to before I went to secondary school and we stayed friends for quite a, quite a while, pretty much until year 9, around year 9, year 10 when things started to go downhill. It was just kind of toxic. I realised it was a really toxic friendship. But yeah, in year 7, friendships were like pretty easy because most people had people from like their primary schools who had already been, they'd already been friends with them for like ages. So there wasn't really that much of a trouble. Because I don't, I don't think there was anyone who was the only person who came from their primary school. Like everyone had at least one other person, which was pretty good. So that didn't last long. Because basically, in year 7, we went on a French trip, and there was a lot of unnecessary drama that happened on that French trip to do with other people's friendship groups that had nothing to do with mine, but I somehow got dragged into it, and to this day, I still can't really remember how, but that kind of dragged my reputation through the mud. Um, You know, people after that, like when when we came back to school, things just started to go downhill, my friends were kind of all over the place, and yeah, it was just really confusing. Like, right now I'm thinking about it, and it's like, it was just so unnecessary, you know? There was no need for all that drama, all that mess, at all. But stuff like that happens sometimes, and you just have to move on with it. Year 8 was kind of a slow year. My um, my dad had passed away after suffering a stroke and my life changed completely. Luckily, I still had a few of those friends from year 7 who supported me through it. But thinking about that now, some of them were supportive, but then some of them would go out of their way to just make me feel awful about it. Like, I remember one instance when I went year 8, I think it was like, I think two weeks after my dad had died. A few people, I was in music class, and a few people were making jokes about it, 
people like saying like these all these great things about their dads and then one of them would like oh never what's so great about your dad and i just sat there like you know full well i don't have one anymore why would you ask that why would you bring that up but you know some people are just out to get you sometimes to be honest <laughs> so yeah apart from that the year eight was a pretty slow year so nothing nothing friendship wise happened because you know the whole tragedy and stuff and we had just picked our GCSE so everybody was trying to be focused on like what they'd picked and everything those friends that I had in year 7 and year 8 didn't last long as I've already said but to be honest year 9 like moving on to year 9 nothing really happened again I think I was way too focused on my work and I needed to, like, to keep up with stupid cliques and cliches and stuff you know how in America they always say oh yeah there's like different different friendship groups of different types of people there's nerds and geeks and blah 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 that kind of cringy stuff yeah it's not the same in the UK, but you've still got like, you know, the popular group and then the group, the kind of, you know, the people who are not popular but not outcasts, if you get what I mean. I was kind of in the middle. I wasn't popular, like, whatsoever. Though <laughs> no, you will never hear anybody say that I was a, I was a popular person. That, that would be a lie. But I also wasn't, I wouldn't say an outcast. Maybe like year seven, year eight. But after that, no. It was kind of like people knew who I was, but I didn't have many friends. I had like a small selection of people that I would you know, talk to. So it's kind of it's kind of the same here. It's just it's not that deep, to be honest. It's not like the populars are bullying the geeks or the nerds or that kind of stuff. No, it really just wasn't that deep at all. So yeah, year nine was again a really slow year. Nothing really happened. Um. In year 10, I actually moved schools, like, I think halfway through year 10. I moved up north, like, near Newcastle area, and that was, that was okay, until the whole Black Lives Matter protest thing that happened in America with um, George Floyd's murder, and it kind of just showed how racist that entire place is. And I tried not to take it personally because obviously it wasn't happening to me. I'd gone through racism my entire life as a black girl in the UK. But I, I didn't want to put all of my emotion into it. But it was just kind of getting annoying because I would get people who I didn't know messaging me, calling me like racial slurs, saying they were going to shank me up. I was like, wow, it's just not that deep, <laughs> you know, it's just it's really not that deep. But, you know, some people just, again, they just don't like to see you happy, to be honest. And these are people I didn't even know. I didn't stay long up north. I stayed there for, like, what, eight months? And it was just so unnecessary. And, you know, some TV shows were being taken down. I think, um, what was it? I've forgotten what it's called now. That show that had David Walliams in it. Come Fly With Me. I think that was taken off air. It was like being it stopped being showed on netflix and stuff because it had very obvious blackface in it and people were getting really pissed off about it and i was like is it really that deep there is racism on the show kids as young as 10 watch that show you're implicating bad stereotypes onto these children 
who will then you've then not got these little kids who will go and project these stereotypes that they think are true onto like their other friends who have no clue what they're talking about like say a kid watches like little britain that's what it's called and they see this hyped up character this who's like obviously in blackface who's all loud and obsessed about food and um just you know like stereotypes that black people have like loud and um boisterous and stuff like that and then they're going to automatically think that's how all black people are we're not take me for example i might be the quietest black person in my year i gen i genuinely think i might be the quietest person in my year the quietest black person in my year it just doesn't work like that you know so when these shows got taken off people were really upset and for some reason for some unknown reason right some people would come up to me and be like it's your fault the little britain's off the air and I'm like, what? How? This has nothing to do with me. I actually liked the show Little Britain. Obviously, the blackface was, you know, unnecessary. They could, they, they could have gotten some actors who were black to play these characters, right? There was no need for it. But the show itself was really funny. I love David Williams. I love his books. I love his shows. So I didn't really find anything wrong with it. So then I have these random people saying it's my fault they got up taken off air, and it's like it's you blacks and stuff. And I'm like, wow that's just not necessary is it calm down again it's not that deep you can watch something else it's just a tv show so you know living up north was kind of difficult because of that sort of thing so then eventually we moved back to um where i'd lived before and i went back to my old school and it was it was around that time that i started seeing people's true colors I came back and I'd already told like a few of my friends that I was coming back and they seemed really excited to like see me again, right? Came into school, first day. Did you know only two people, you know, recognised that I'd left in the first place? And I kinda didn't blame it because obviously you know, COVID nineteen had hit, so a lot of people were even weren't you know, weren't even in school for that long. They had to go home and and quarantine during lockdown. But only two people were like, oh, Nazza's back, hi Nazza, how are you, stuff like that. And these are two people that I don't speak to a lot. I won't say their names because I know that if they listen to this, they know who they are. So thank you for that, you, you made me feel a lot better that day. But, you know, I went, I remember racing down to go see um, my friend from primary school, who had, who had been friends with from primary school. And she kind of just looked at me and she looked pissed. <laughs> like she looked really angry. And I was like, I asked her, are you okay? And she was like, I just wasn't, I just weren't expecting you back. And I was like, I've told you, I already told you that I was coming back. And she was like, yeah, but I just, I kind of thought you were lying about it. And I was like, why would I lie about coming back? That's something so stupid to lie about, you know? Because like, if I didn't, then you would know. So what's the point? So she kind of, she just looked really upset about it. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. That's really anticlimactic then, isn't it? So, you know, throughout that day, a lot of a few people were like oh you know she's back blah 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 where have you been how was it and stuff which was really nice i like talking to those people but it just it was just a bit upsetting that people that i'd been friends with kind of acted as if they didn't care like it was just another day or they didn't you know really care to be friends with me again it was from that moment like my friendship group kind of spread out so it was just left with me by myself for a couple I used to, because my friends had gone into separate friendship groups, so they weren't even friends with each other anymore. So I would kind of hang out with each group 
throughout the week and it was getting so annoying because then I talk to my friends but then they talk to their friends and I'm not friends with their friends so it would be really awkward and like I didn't want to intrude because obviously they've had some time to become as close as they are they were and I didn't want to intrude so I kind of stayed outside but also not outside if you get what I mean like I would talk to my friend but I, I didn't want to ruin the ambiance of my friends and their their friends friendship group if you get what I mean so um yeah after that we went back into lockdown again I think it was lockdown either lockdown 2 or lockdown 3 Boris Johnson needs to get his head in the game man it's this isn't right I don't understand why we had four lockdowns in the space of two years get your head in the game Bojo please this ain't right so I think it was either lockdown 2 or lockdown 3 and um yeah i kind of it's so sad i didn't talk to anyone during that lockdown i was just inside did my school work did my work and just watched netflix and slept or like went out with my mum and my dad or something to do something my stepdad to do something mum got remarried which is very happy um so it kind of just showed that no one really i don't want to say no one really cared because that's just so you know, I don't know what the word for it is, but it's just, some people will be like, oh, it's not that deep, it's just friends. But it is to me, because I've always struggled with making them, so then when you think that you've got this really good friend, and then out of nowhere they just stop talking to you, or stop treating you like you are their friend, and they kind of just ignore you, or put you, you know, at second best, especially if you've known them for ages, it's just upsetting, isn't it? So like no one contacted me and it's not as if i stayed isolated right i would message these people i would say hi how are you doing i would ask them about school and sometimes they reply and then sometimes they'd leave me on red and i'll be like oh okay because obviously i don't know what's going on in their life lockdown was a di- like a difficult time for everyone so the least you could do was send me a hi like it's two letters it, it doesn't take that much you know so then when we eventually went back to school in like i think it was I think it was March, yeah, March the 8th, yeah. We went back, and I was, I had no friends at that point. I would genuinely go get my food and just find some random place at lunchtime and just sit and eat. I would walk around with these two girls from my child development class who were really nice, but I wasn't like close friends with them, so it would be really awkward. So I'd just walk around with them and eat my lunch, and it, it was becoming glaringly obvious that the friends that I thought I had were obviously not my friends. But you know, again, sometimes the world just works like that and you have to push through it. You have to have faith that obviously the universe doesn't want you, doesn't think that you and these people are compatible in a friendship, so it's not going to work out. So, you know, but luckily, um, my GCSEs are cancelled because I hate having to do tests in formal um, settings. It's just really stressful. So we did our GCSEs in our class. I got one friend, I'm not gonna say her name, but then after year 11 finished, she has not messaged me back. I've messaged her, you know who you are, I've messaged her. But again, leaving me a red, not saying anything. So, you know, it's a, dif- it's a difficult thing to deal with friendships 
especially when you have especially you know when you're on the receiving end when you have no clue why it's ended why um why you know what happened what went wrong and it's something that stuck with me for so long it's been the cause of like anxiety it's been the cause of a seasonal depression for me and it's it's just more annoying than anything else to be honest because it just kind of, it leaves you there in suspense and you're constantly asking yourself what did you do what did i do wrong did I do something wrong? Did I upset someone? If I have upset someone, why haven't they said that I've upset them? Why are they leaving me in the dark like this? Because then if you've done something wrong but you haven't realised, you're not going to know, are you? Someone needs to help you point out that you've done this thing wrong. You need to apologise for it. Oh, my voice just cracked. <clears throat> you've done this thing wrong and you need to apologise for it. But no one's telling you that. So then you're left there. You're like, why did this friendship go wrong? Did I do something? Did they do something? Because then, you know, it's just upsetting. And no one wants to be the only person with no friends. You know, it's... No one likes that loner mentality, especially in the UK. Because then you're called all these sorts of things, you know? And it just, it just keeps hitting you. And then you see all these people on, like, say, TikTok or Instagram, posting with their friends, going on these adventures and stuff, and you're just at home sitting just thinking why don't i have friends why don't i have people that i can hang out with and do this stuff with because it's not like i'm not allowed to i can i just don't have the people so to be honest the only advice that i can give at the end of this episode would be no matter what anybody tries to tell you and this is like the most cliche advice anybody could ever give you but please just stick to being yourself don't try and mould your way into people's groups. Don't try and make yourself fit in so that you can have like a specific group of friends. Because it's not going to work out. Believe me, I've tried. I, I remember there was one friendship group that I was trying to fit in with. And I tried so hard to watch anime. And I don't know, I have never liked it. Ever. It's just never been something that I can sit down and watch it like I watch a normal TV show, you know? And I think, I think it might have something to do with the fact that it's more in English, but that's just going to make me sound like a Roman, you know? It's going to make me sound racist. But it's just not something that I can sit down and watch. I can watch K-dramas. There's some K-dramas that I really like, but anime, man. It's just not something for me. And I tried so hard. I kept asking people, oh, what's your, you know, anime recommendations? And I'd try and watch it, and it just it wouldn't stick, you know? So don't try and mold yourself into someone's friendship group, especially if you know that you're not going to like what they like. Try and find some friends that are not exactly the same, because no one wants friends that are exactly the same as them. Polar opposites, sure. But don't try and change yourself for the betterment of somebody else. You could say the th same thing about relationships, to be honest. Don't try and change yourself for somebody ever because it, it's going to ruin you because you're not going to like the person you become at all especially if it's done purposely if you purposely if you purposely like sit in your room and say oh but they like this stuff so i have to like this stuff or they won't like me that's the wrong mentality to have like that's the 
the worst mentality to have, believe me. I'm not saying don't try out new things, because obviously do. If your friends like a certain thing, say, oh yeah, sure, I'll check it out. But if you check it out and you don't like it, don't try and force yourself into liking it, you know? Because it's just, it's not going to work out well. Believe me, it's just not going to work out well. Another thing is, don't stay with the toxic friends just because you've been friends with them for so long. Like, if you've been friends with someone since primary school, I get that. You kind of, you know them a lot, you know how they act. You know that sometimes if they do bad things, they don't mean it. But, take for, I had a group, I had a friendship group when I was living up north, and they had this friend who was incredibly racist. She lied about having cancer, lied about having a stroke, lied about having um, a kid, lied about her pet, her dad abusing her, sexually abusing her. And it's like, why? Why? What's the point? Like, are you okay? Do you, do you need help? And the thing is, her friendship group knew about this stuff. And they were still being friends with her. Like, why? I get it that you guys have been friends since primary school, but if you know this girl is doing this stuff, why are you still being friends with her? It's just, it's putting a bad reputation on your name as well. Because then people are going to want to be friends with you. But then you're going to be known as being the friend, with being like friends with the girl who is awful to people. That girl called me the N-word four times. I'm provoked. I don't, I don't think you understand how much I wanted to slap her. I really did. But then I didn't want to get the reputation of the angry black girl. It, it just wouldn't work out for me. So, you know, if you've been friends with someone for a long time, and they are a very toxic human being. Please, for the love of all things good in this world, get rid of them. Please. You don't need that kind of toxic mentality. That kind of toxicity toxicity in your life, you know? It's just not it's just not good. Because then you're gonna be seen as toxic as well for being friends with that toxic person. It's just not gonna be a good rep for you. I'm not saying that everything's about reputation. But you don't want that kind of you know, that kind of stigma on you. Especially if you're like going to a new school and that kind of reputation follows you there, you never want that. That's why I'm kind of happy that the sixth one that I'm going to in September, only a few people that know me are going to the same one. I've got one friend who's going to the same sixth form as me and he's, he's a nice lad. You know who you are, if you end up listening to this, you know who you are, you're a nice person. Thanks for you know, being there. But yeah, please. If you know they're toxic, if you know what people have said about them, if you know what you've heard from them, drop them, please. Because you're going to grow up having this friend, and it's going to put such a bad rep on you. Like, you're going to- it's going to follow you everywhere. So please, just- it's not good for your mental health either. Just drop them. You know? Let them f tell them what they've done wrong and then drop them. Don't just drop them out of nowhere because no one needs that. Tell them what they've done wrong. If they don't change, then drop them because you've told them that you've tried to educate them on what they've done wrong and they just don't want to listen. That's their fault at that point. And another piece of advice is mostly surviving your school. If you spend more time figuring out friendship groups than you do in your schoolwork, I feel sorry for you. And I'm saying that as someone who accidentally did that. I spent more time worrying about what my friends are going to think of me, what, like, I don't have any friends, blah blah blah, than focusing on my maths work. That's why right now I'm actually kind of concerned whether I'm going to pass maths as a GCSE. I've been, I spent so much time 
you know, trying to figure out where I stand in people's friendship groups, when it doesn't matter, because I'm not staying in the same sixth form as them, I'm not going to see them after like a year, so it really doesn't matter, priority is such a big thing you need to keep intact with, man, you need to prioritise your life, your life plan, you need to have your life plan out at least by year nine or year ten, you need to know where you're going, don't let the nitty gritty things of life try and get in the way of you you know your big plan that you have for yourself like my big plan is i want to finish sixth form get three a's or three a stars get into a good university and practice law do law degree get my law degree get my master's degree and then get a phd and live my life the way i want to live it you know don't get don't let anybody get in the way of that once you let someone get in the way of your big plan you're finished you are finished because then that just it just turns away everything that you wanted to do because of one stupid person no don't let that happen please no focus on what you need to do because these things will surely pass you know and while i'm telling you this advice i'm kind of telling it to myself as well but yeah don't don't let them get in the way of what you have planned for yourself because then eventually they'll leave and you're just gonna you're just gonna be sitting there like oh well that's ruined everything that i've had planned the course of my life has been unstabilized and it's gonna it's, it's gonna you know take a while for it to get stabilized again but yeah that's where i stand at this point because i have finished with school i finished um secondary school officially on the 20 21st, I think. I have the 18th or the 21st of May I finished school. I can't remember now. I got my yearbook. I've got, you know, I've got good memories of that school. I will miss that school a lot. Obviously, a lot of horrible things happened. But it's a place where I made a lot of memories. So, of course, I'm going to miss it. But I'm happy to be moving on to this next stage in my life. And I'm happy that I have a few people that I can, you know, call my friends that I'll be moving on to the next stage of my life with. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have to say today. So, thank you all for listening. And thank you for all the positive feedback that I've gotten since the first episode of this podcast. Um, I think the next, next episode will be more centered around productivity, productivity tips and stuff. And... Yeah, thank you all for listening, and tune in next Tuesday, which is when the next episode of this podcast will be. Thank you for listening to Love from Alexia, and have a blessed and productive day.